In May of 2022, a new outbreak of monkeypox cases was reported in various countries throughout the globe. Here in the U.S., new cases of this disease have been on the rise, and the Biden administration has officially called the outbreak a public health emergency. On tonight's episode, we're breaking down the facts of monkeypox, this new outbreak, and the steps we can take towards prevention. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Keiko Talks. On this episode, as you know, we are talking about the new disease that has gotten everyone kind of in a tizzy. Frazzled, honey. Frazzled, yes, first of all, that's the word. Um, Monkeypox. Um yeah, I admittedly, I really didn't know what this disease was when I heard. I kind of laughed because I was like, oh, my God, not another, you know, animal like based disease or whatever. And then, like you know, sometimes you think that stuff is a hoax because it's like they're just making stuff up now. Like, you know, you feel like you read that on like the National Enquirer or something like on one of those like tabloids. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Something fake. But no, that's the actual, you know, name of, of the disease. Uh, well, that's like the colloquial name. Obviously, it has like an actual like scientific name. But the colloquial name is monkeypox. And it definitely is a disease that has seen an uptick in cases recently since um, about May this year of 2022. So we wanted to definitely address it because we hadn't really talked about the public health issue that has been happening um, in our world and has been happening for the last two years now. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to do a deep dive into monkeypox, share the correct information with people because, you know, as we, as we know, misinformation spreads like wildfire. So yeah, we'll start off by defining what, what my monkeypox actually is. As always, I like to give definitions because that helps us with the rest of our discussion. So monkeypox is basically a rare disease in which uh, which is spread through direct contact with the monkeypox virus. So it's in the varroa virus family. It's similar to smallpox, pox, but it's not related to chickenpox. So um, the big thing to know about monkeypox is it does create um, a visible, like the symptoms are visible on the skin, right? So it's like, I wouldn't call it a topical disease. Would you call it that? Or it shows up on the skin. Mm. It's a virus, so it's happening inside the yeah. body. But a symptom happens. There's, yeah, there's just like a, the, you actually see the manifestations on the outside of the body. Yeah, it's not like no. COVID where it's respiratory. So it's everything. Yeah, exactly. Inside. But monkeypox is something you can see. So like what smallpox was. I believe smallpox mm-hmm. left little rashes and like... Mm-hmm. Um, like almost like same spot. thing with chicken pox. You had like that little, it's like that rash, those little bumps, like hives almost. Yeah, almost like hives. Yeah. So that's one of the symptoms, and I think that's what makes it what a pox virus is because of that that symptom, like showing up mm-hmm. on and as a little yeah, those like lesions. Le- yeah, lesions. I think that's what they call them in this case. Yeah. So um, yeah, and a little tidbit of history: monkeypox was actually discovered in 1958, so it's been around since the you know mid twentieth century um so it's discovered in 1958 there were two outbreaks of a pox-like disease at the time that they found in a colony of monkeys so that's really where the name monkey pox comes from it's not that it actually is like only derived from monkeys like monkeys have it and then they give it to others they just happen to mm-hmm. find an outbreak in a study of monkeys 
And so they didn't know what to call it other than monkeypox because the monkeys had it. They're really great at naming these diseases. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of creative. Yeah, and I I think it's also a misnomer, too, because people think, like, monkeys are breeding this disease, but they really don't know where it comes from. It could come from... Yeah. It could come from insects. They don't know. Yeah. But the monkeys were the ones who it showed up in, which if we know, we know biologically and evolutionary, monkeys are, like, the closest species to human species, so it makes sense, actually, that, like humans could also contract that disease genetically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I was saying, they're really not, sh- the source of the, of the disease is not really known. They just call it that. They just call it monkeypox. Again, that's misleading as crap, but so is a lot of stuff, you know? You say, welcome to America. Yeah. Um, so, but in uh, in my other research too, I found out too that it really is a fairly contained disease. It's not something like they're saying there's been outbreaks, but it hasn't been like on the scale of something like a COVID or respiratory disease where it really is thousands, yeah. thousands of people who are either infected or end up die, like in fatality because of mm. the disease. This is much more disease in the like lower thousands, if that sort of thing Hmm. that's what I found in my research but I think it's also because it's it's slightly harder to spread this airborne is the easiest way I would imagine to spread any disease versus a skin skin contact disease it would take longer to get to people that's what I would say yeah because you have to come into contact versus airborne is just in the air it's in the air yeah which can spread to you know, an airborne disease can spread to 10 people at one time. A monkeypox mm-hmm. virus is one person infected at a time. If you're so, in contact. If you're in contact. And once you see those signs and symptoms, it's easier to go ahead and isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not to contract it. But something like COVID, what actually made it so difficult is nobody knew. People didn't really know they had it. And they were mm-hmm. still spreading it while being exactly. totally unaware that they were having it. So like, they would come into contact with you know, especially in big cities, you might come into contact with a new potential, you know, host for the the, the disease, the virus. Um, not even knowing. Not even knowing. You can come into contact with 50 people in a day. That spreads so mm-hmm. much quicker than something like monkeypox, where if you already see the signs on your skin, you can control it to maybe the three or four people you might come into contact with. Like, I think also, too, with like COVID, for example... Um, COVID mimics a lot of other, um, like, respiratory mm-hmm. things. So it's hard to tell. And so, yeah, exactly. Like, it's hard to be like, oh, this is just COVID. Like, this is distinctly to COVID. It's, you know, it kind of mimics the co- regular cold. Mm-hmm. It kind of mimics um, even the flu. So. Yeah. Agreed. It was harder to be like, you know what, maybe I should stay out of work because I have COVID. It's more like maybe this is just a cold, depending yeah. on your symptoms and um, just like how you felt overall. So, yeah, I would agree with that. So I don't I actually don't see monkeypox going in the same direction as something like COVID. I don't think at all, actually, because it's, I hope not. I can't of, afford another one. <laughs> yeah. Like the type of disease that this is, I don't think that it's as easily spread. You know what I mean? I don't know because I have read different things 
depending on who you ask, right? And I don't know. I don't know about this one either. Well, we can definitely talk about that because I do feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on the research that's ultimately done. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going by, I think there's a lack of research, first of all. So that's, yeah, that's also kind of like with COVID, you just are kind of taking a guess, seeing what may or may not be the cause, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But um, we see how COVID, because of, there was a lack of knowledge around it, we see how quickly COVID took things downhill versus if, you know, there was a better knowledge around it, which the coronavirus, um, you know, viruses mutate just like humans do, evolution kind of thing. Um, it was not new either, well, but it was just this new strand that was um, really just taking a toll on the human population. And then thus you get COVID-19 and then, you know, that the... I guess it was an epidemic, pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get a couple years later, we're still dealing with the same thing here. So I would say COVID is probably still in pandemic. It's not quite an epidemic yet, is it? I don't, I was going to say, I don't know. I haven't researched it enough to be like, is it a pan? I think I want to say it definitely is a pandemic, but I don't know about an epidemic, but it is worldwide. So I don't know. I don't know if they classified yeah. it as, as that. So. I always thought an epidemic was something that was like, change the course of history you know not necessarily i think COVID was bad but i don't know if it's like going to change the course of history unless it does i don't know you mean like the flu was an epidemic i guess when it, like yeah. in the early 1900s i was an epi- epidemic i guess or was it just a pandemic i don't know i want to say it was an epidemic because it's here, let me look it up. So an epidemic is a sudden increase in an infectious disease in a certain geographical area. A pandemic is an outbreak of disease across several countries. So a pandemic is worse than an epidemic. Oh, damn. I should know that. I'm literally a public health major and I don't remember. But anyways. Okay, well, <laughs> that's clarify, so then actually, well it's definitely a pandemic. So there you go. Pandemic, okay. There you uh-huh. go. Okay, so I guess it is going to be in history books, probably. Well, for sure. I mean, the way it affected our uh, capitalist uh, America here is definitely going to be in the the books. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's unfortunate. Who knew? Who knew? Like living through historical times was so stressful. Like I know. Like Um, I'm living through unprecedented history. Let's just seriously. Let's go back. This is not something I really want to remember. Let's be honest. (laughs) Right. Let's go back to the normal. Well, like what is normal at this point? I don't think there's a such thing anymore. Like I still wear my mask and stuff out. Yeah, I started wearing my mask out again. I've never stopped. I got a booster recently for COVID. Yeah, me too. That was painful. Yeah, it was a little. I was sore. No, I was actually like sick the next day. No, I I feel like my immune system is trash though. So. I need to watch out for monkeypox for real. That could be it. You should do more exercise. I probably should. And probably like, I, I see, I try to eat better, but see how that, that works. That really helps too, though. Which yeah, see, I don't eat. I wonder if like my lack of eating like meat and stuff matters. Maybe. Mm. Well, I'm sure in, you know, protein heavy food, there might be certain. Things that really that really do actually help your immune system stay fortified. That yeah, could be. I can see that. I don't know. 
I don't know. I feel like everything we've been told is a lie. I mean, I eat like chicken and uh, I guess I eat chicken. That's a that's a strong negative. I have myself a burger every once in a while. Gross. Thou shall not harm the cow. Look, somebody else harmed them, okay? You just finished it for them? <laughs> I just finished it <laughs> Yeah, that, that's real good. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back on topic. Let's <laughs> get back on topic. <laughs> oh, okay, so some signs and symptoms of monkeypox are this, and this is good just to know to note. The rash near the genitals or the anus. Should we explain the anus? People know what that is. I mean, I would hope so. Okay, anus. Look it up if you Your butt. Your butt, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Your arsehole. Yeah. Your, um, you you should have possibly one to to three holes. That one very far up, you know what I mean? On the other side. There we go. Three? (laughs) A female has three. A guy has two. Mm, What? Okay. Your lady parts too. You're back there in the back. Your trunk has one. Oh God! Should we do an anatomy class? <laughs> no, I thought it was only two. Where? Your lady parts, and then- you have to use the restroom. Okay, so that's not okay, number that's one. Orifice. That's 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 that like- is definitely a, a hole. But that's a very, I'm talking about something. Okay, never mind. It's a hole. Like, what? I mean, it is a hole, but it's like, that's like your, the end of your, like, your urethra, too. That's different. That's a different. Yeah, but it's still an exit. It's an exit point. Same thing with the other one where you have your cycle and then the one back there in the trunk where you, you know, let all everything else, all the waste out. Okay, that, okay, that makes sense. I thought you were talking about there was another hole that's like the same as like your, anus or you're like bad oh no 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 i thought you were saying like on that level i was like your mouth (laughs) (laughs) how many holes you got (laughs) honey we need an anatomy class i wouldn't count the urethra as like it is one though i mean it is but it's so like to me that's connected to like your you know no see that's why women need to learn their anatomy we need to do an anatomy class on here i knew this i knew i I thought you know no ma'am did you ever have you ever taken an anatomy class i took biology an anatomy class not biology i mean we barely talked about we did like one little small unit on like human reproductive we spent a hell of time on plant reproductive i know that That's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever taken an anatomy class? Because that's what anatomy is about. You go through the entire body system. No. Yeah, God. They should make that standard instead of these freaking other classes. I mean, I'm one of those people I try to know my body, though. Like, I try to Yeah, but apparently you didn't know there was three holes. I knew there was three holes, but I'm, I was equating a hole to, like, something in, t- like, an orifice. Something that kind of, like. That is. It's just smaller than the rest. Okay. All right. There's three holes. <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned. And mm-hmm. what are they teaching children? What are they teaching them? Okay, I, I, I guess I was thinking about size here. Maybe. Yeah. It's okay. I give you credit. <laughs> Most people probably do not know that. So. Well, because it throws you off as a woman. You normally think 
one hole or another, or like vaginal and then anus, you know? Hmm. That's yeah, your that's first fair. thought when you think of like holes in your body. You Then you like have to remember, oh, wait, I actually like have a urethra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's a smaller I suppose. Hole. That's all I'm saying. And I I just think about the urethra as like a totally different system because that's connected to your kidneys and all of that. I mean, it is a part of a different system, I guess. That's why I was thinking about it. Got it. I okay. Like, you got something else? We're going to let you slide now. We're going to let you slide today. Like, <laughs> We're going to let you slide. Now we had that discussion, cleared that up. Excellent. Okay, so three holes. While we on the topic of monkey pop. <laughs> <laughs> That monkey. Ah, <laughs> uh, Oof, I need to go to bed. Oof. Okay, so back to the signs and symptoms. Now that we had another discussion on a, on female anatomy here. Right. Okay, so there's rashes near their genitals or anus. Could be in other areas like your hands, feet, chest, mouth, or your face. You can have things that are similar to COVID, like fevers, chills. Swollen lymph nodes, you could have headaches, backaches, respiratory systems, uh, symptoms, excuse me. Um, and it's spread by, um, like we were saying, um, it can be spread from the time that the symptoms start until the rash is actually healed. Once all scabs have fallen off and the new skin, um, skin layer has formed. So the illness typically lasts between two to four weeks. I guess having that sign, that symptom of like the rash is actually physically on your body would be two to four weeks. Um, and so you can spread it while you have that, that on your body, basically until I guess all the scabs have fallen off and new skin has formed, which is wild because I think it's a longer period than COVID spread. I think so. Yeah. Because COVID is what, two weeks, I think that's usually like the average, but this is two to four weeks. Like, and that was, that's the average. And I heard some people have had it even longer. Like it was like, because all the lesions have to heal before you're not um, transmitting anything anymore. Because it does take time to get your, um, I mean, you think about a scab you have, you know, a couple months or whatever ago, like it does take time for that to heal yeah depending on how big it is and stuff like that and what's coming out of it like oof yeah i can see and i hear the lesions are pretty painful from what i've like oh really i've heard yeah jeez yeah well it's also spread uh mainly via skin to skin contact so that can be through sex that's oral or vaginal or anal Prolonged face touching, touching fabrics that someone else has touched that had monkeypox, objects and surfaces used by somebody with a monkeypox, respiratory secretion. So I'm assuming that's like, I don't know, like like mucus, sneezes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, mucus or saliva. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not respiratory. It's not. That's just in your mouth. But okay, I imagine it might be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just kind of confused by respiratory secretions. Like, it's usually like mucus, anything that's like coming out of your like lungs. Gotcha. So then, yeah. the but I mean, saliva, because saliva's not coming out of your lungs, but I mean, it is. I, mean, I imagine your saliva can be in contact with the respiratory secretions. So, yeah. Well, if it's coming out of your, if you're sneezing and you're sneezing out mucus or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm sure it mixes in with your saliva. Yeah. Yeah. Highly possible. Yeah. 
So then kissing, hugging, you know, that sort of like touching stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also be spread from pregnancy. So like it can spread to a fetus root, the placenta. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's possible to get monkeypox through infected animals. So watch your pets. That's interesting. Wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I did some research on at the CDC. FYI, all this information is coming from the CDC, so I wanted to make sure that it was like a reputable organization. Either the CDC or the World Health Organization, who? Mm-hmm. Just so people know that I'm not just getting it from like, you know, med doctor. Joe down the street. Yeah, like whoever, <laughs> you know. Joe told me. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what the CDC has determined as like how it spreads, signs, symptoms, and um, and kind of like kind of just the background on monkeypox because they apparently have known about this disease for a while now since 1958, but it's been something that's been fairly contained, like smallpox has been contained, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I think something we should definitely talk about is like how they are kind of making this very much like almost like an STD type. Like that's how yeah. I CDC is tr- is trying to spread awareness about this as like this is mm-hmm. STD without calling it an STD for sure. Yeah, and I I get like because you know you can transmit this through um, like sexual contact, but the mm-hmm. thing is it's beyond that. Like it's more of a skin to skin thing, which mm-hmm. involves a level of uh, typically skin to skin contact when you're having that type of intercourse with somebody. So, mm-hmm. but th- it's not limited to only um, sexual. yeah exactly and so I think that's misleading to be like oh well only if you have you know sexual relations with this person and um, mm-hmm. when it, you literally could just be at for example the store and you accidentally touch somebody and now you have monkey pox yeah we need to you know like there has to be a level of like proper education around that um because that's very misleading I agree I agree. And I think it honestly, I think this is like, like when AIDS was an act, was an uh, pandemic epidemic, not sure what it was, mm-hmm. at the time. but I think this is how it gets into stigma really easy yeah, for sure. is actually the absolute wrong direction for someone to take a medical condition. Um, mm-hmm. Cause then you get so much misinformation and then people don't want to go get the help that they need or people or so, exactly. you know, or people are afraid to like walk to the street or like do the, like it comes, it becomes hysteria in a way that is not helpful to actually contain the, the disease. So and it really doesn't have to be if there was just proper education. Yes, it doesn't have to be. And I think that's why they're not calling it on the, the website. They won't call it like an STD, but they are, when you look on the CDC, a lot of the stuff they're tailoring to or saying the signs and symptoms and how it's spread and stuff is in the prevention methods that they suggest are a lot mm-hmm. about limiting sexual contact. Which I think that's I like... It's a lot of that while I was reading. Yeah, I can see that. But I think that's so like, that's just so misleading because it's not just sexual contact. Like it's literally just people who are skin to skin. I agree with that. I, but I, I mean, you can be skin to skin, like me going to work. I could bump somebody at work. That's Are you true. kidding? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I mean, mm, that's not, 
That's just I so misinforming. I think that's true too. I think they have to cover their bases because they don't want to leave out and be like, oh no, it can't be spread through sex. But I think yeah. that I think the the emphasis on it being sexual, you know, sexually transmitted or leaning in that direction, I think it does mislead that people are going to start making it, oh, well, this is just a gay disease. Sex thing, yeah. It's just a people who are sexually, you know, active or, you know, experimental or whatever, those are the ones mm-hmm. who are going to get not us. And it's like, then that starts to really, yeah. it just, it brings up a lot of issues where people already see communities who are other, like, you know, like the gay community or whatever. I'm not saying just because of them, but like they already see people who don't follow like the heteronormative standard as like dirty somehow. And mm-hmm. I do think that they, this can continue to create that stigma if it's like, oh, they get 100%. And that's not 100%. Not the truth, not good. And they, you know, they don't say anything about what kind of sexual interactions. This could be totally heterosexual interactions. You know, there's plenty of STDs. Actually, I think most STDs are just spread heterosexually, not in other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's important to realize too, that it's not just a specific group of people who get the disease and then spread it in their communities, you know? Facts, yeah. Which is, that's why I think it's important for like government agencies like CDC to properly educate mm-hmm. these things or um, to talk about, you know, is not limited to blah, blah, blah. Um, just because of things like that. Yeah. I have seen countless of times that like monkeypox is quote unquote like the gay disease. And like that could be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can get it. Um, literally anybody can get it. So it's not just, you know, and it, it was not even just gay. It was like a mellow male type of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's doing like mellow male types of sexual encounters. Uh, when I, I, I don't know, like statistically speaking, who has had more cases or whatever, but I would love to know that just because that's what they have been saying. And that can't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Literally anybody can get it. One girl was saying how she doesn't even, like, she, I think she was, I don't know if she said she was like a virgin, but she was like, she hadn't been engaging in like sexual activity recently. Um, and she was like, I had monkeypox. So the only thing she had done that was out of the normal was go to a concert and somebody had rode up against her at this concert. Mm-hmm. And then she got monkeypox. So... Mm-hmm. Not to mention a lot of the ways they're saying this stuff is spreading is stuff that happens, like I was saying, in heterosexual spaces, like mm-hmm. concerts, touching, people rub up against each other and make out. Yeah, with just normal stuff. At like concerts all the time. And that's seen as strictly heterosexual for the most part. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this stuff is not just, it's not just in certain, you know, communities or sexual orientations. Mm-hmm. I only do this, like, this can happen to anyone. Seriously, educate yourself because you don't want to just, you know, then you put your you put yourself at risk, but also by not being educated, because what if somebody you are with heterosexually speaking does have monkeypox and this person, you're like, I can't get it. I'm not gay. Like, right. No, you were the main one with it. Not to get said disease. (laughs) You know, it's like I would imagine people would think heterosexually like back in the day when, when AIDS was a bigger, or I don't even know if the AIDS epidemic has actually ever ended. I think it's actually still going on. But anyway, so um, people thinking, oh, well, I'm not having, I'm not having male to male intercourse, so I should be fine. I'm not going to get AIDS. Mm -hmm. And then people pop up 
with AIDS with or AIDS. With, HIV, with the virus. And it's like you came into contact with somebody who has a virus. It's not just a, exactly. you know, gay Facts. thing or whatever, like, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, literally that. And I, I think that's the sad thing about it because, like, we've already been through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, for, it's, I mean, for a government agency to kind of push that notion again, it's like, come on now. We yeah, got to do better. I'm, We're in 2022 now. <laughs> I agree. I think they were trying. I mean, they took the step to not call it an STD or to not say that it's like specifically in one sexual orientation or another. But I do think they made it they made it clear that they're trying to say that this is a sexually trans or mm-hmm. it's like mostly spread through a sexual intercourse. Yeah. And I think that that is, you probably should cut back on that language too, because it, while it might, that might be true. So you do need to state that. I think yeah. kind of overemphasizing that does make it feel like it puts in some people's minds and we got to think about the average person here. The average person are going to be like, well, it's the people who are experimental with sex or people who are who do this or do that or whatever. Yeah. It's me. And it's like, you too, John. Yeah. And I think it also keeps people from protecting themselves, right? Yeah. There's a level of ignorance that goes around with that knowledge of, you know, limiting to it to a certain population. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you end up, you know, just with the disease and pushing that around your community. Um, and it could have been prevented if there was just Not adequate any. education. So, yeah, I wonder how much of COVID could have been stopped if there was like collective knowledge on how diseases are spread. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it would have even gone to pandemic stage. Probably if, not. If there was like proper knowledge and people were not just willfully ignorant and were willing to like follow public health protocol. Yeah. I feel like there were some countries that like nipped it in the bud early. They were like, they got it, you know? So I imagine there can. Well, I think it could have been spread a whole heck of a lot less. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, America took its time on it. So there you go. Yeah, and but. I think it's because there's so much, there was already so much disunion, anyways. And then oh, yeah. it was like something that com- that became, you know, COVID was pretty much political. It was like yeah. really even a public health concern. So people were not even looking at it as, as something to just like take care of her, take care of ourselves. It was like, yeah, who's on the that, right? I think that's like the distrust with America in the first place is everything is so political. Like to me, even, yeah. even the CDC is, can be seen as political, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a government agency. So, you know, they kind of release what fits the narrative in my personal opinion. So agreed. No, I agree with that. I, and that's something to look at too. Like even I wonder if there's like public health mixed with like sociology, or mm-hmm. with like um, psychology, or just political, you know, science. Mm-hmm. That would be a really interesting course to have or to take. It would be public health is you know how how those factors influence public health because I think that's what this pandemic has ended up being. Is like was it actually taken seriously as a health crisis or were people just kind of spazzing or not I want to say spazzing but people were people um where people did the politics take over yeah I think I mean especially with like COVID politics end up just taking over at some point mm-hmm. so and I think that's because you know it's kind of like mixing church church and state kind of thing same thing with like these government sites um like the CDC for example 
that is ultimately ran by government dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so they answer to the government at the end of the day. Yeah. Which, um, to me, that's a little concerning. So. Yeah. Depending on the. There's no way to be like non-biased if you're being funded by the government. Or, yeah. Well, I also think, too, it's like, you know, they want to keep their jobs. So Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Which I, like, I understand that because, like, you know, we all need jobs, essentially, mm-hmm. unless you have something of your own. But um, that I, to me, there, should, there has to be some type of separation. Like, it's kind of concerning. Yeah. But then again, if the government doesn't fund it, are private sectors going to fund it? No. No, definitely not. I'm saying because then that, that would be an organization which would they'd be paying to fund an organization to regulate them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't think it was somebody would fund it. Cause I mean, yeah, it's, be like, it's better for them. Nobody cares. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for the government funding it for the greater good, nobody would do that kind of work. And you do need that kind of work. No, I agree. Nobody's looking at this stuff on a grand scale. You really do have mass chaos then. Agreed. You know, yeah, and I don't think, like, because it's not, public health doesn't yield itself to, like, um, like money-making, really. It's just, yeah. like, more of, like, education-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think a lot of people will want to fund it if it weren't for executive decisions. But I also think, with that being said, like, there is a lot of, like, protecting, let's not release this, we can't say this, like... Because the government doesn't want things to be out kind of thing. And it's like, people, some people deserve to know. Like, somebody needs to know these things. I'm sure whoever their, like, political PR team is definitely, uh, like, around the clock, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I don't doubt that. I'm sure, especially after this pandemic, I feel like nobody, I mean, if you would ask the average person in like 2018 what the CDC was, I doubt anybody would have even answered it prop correctly. Oh, probably not. <laughs> no, yeah. what CDC was. And I, I think people like, still don't know. The CDC said, well, I mean, I guess I know what, much more about the CDC than, you know, I ever knew. Yeah. And now some people probably don't, probably still don't know, but as much more on the radar, I mean, they've gotten oh, famous sure. in a very... Uh, odd way. Way, <laughs> an odd way that I doubt they wanted to be famous for. Right? But, it's like Fauci. Ugh, I bet he didn't see fame coming like this. Yeah. Because, like, who takes, like, director of the CDC position and, like, becomes a celeb, you know? Um, Besides me. the pandemic. <laughs> but and of um, all things, that's how you become famous? Like, oof. Right. Because I feel like it's, a pandemic. it's like one of those government agencies, honestly, that goes so underground because oh, yeah. people, I mean, it's one of those things that like they do their job and it's great that they do it to like help avoid issues like a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. they stay sort of silent. I don't say silent, but like they stay very underground and just kind of do their work. So, yeah. which I, I think, think in some cases, don't be wrong, that's actually kind of necessary. So you're not scaring the public. Yeah, because so. otherwise, you know, they do. I mean, when you hear the CDC now, you're thinking hazmat suits coming in. Like, yeah. e. you seen the movie E.T.? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a movie called Contagion. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but yeah, we had to watch it. Yeah. Of course. That's what we think about 
when we like now I think we think CDC is like contagion, you know? Yeah. And I think they are partly contagion. They're like, that's half their job. (laughs) But I, but the other part is disseminate information to the public and to come up with strategies of how to actually combat a disease you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It comes out and it becomes a public health issue, not just an individual health issue, you know? Yeah, exactly. They monitor all sorts of diseases all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, to the basics, you know? Yeah, they like, even the common cold, I'm sure they monitor that. Like, they, yeah. they they do so much work behind the scenes, I think, which is where they're, they're probably supposed to kind of be behind the scenes to just check things out. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I think no- that's, like, that's literally what public health is. So, like, so that we are aware... Before it becomes a huge issue, this is, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing like that pre- preliminary work mm-hmm. um, so that we have an idea of what's out there, what's to come. Mm-hmm. So. I just don't think, you know, this, they ever thought like they'd have weekly press conferences. conferences. Seriously, probably like, not. CDC, like paparazzi outside, you're trying to get to your office. Yeah. I'm just like a government job and like, you know, I'm sure like. The New York New York Times is like, so what's happening with that? Like, you know, like I'm sure they're getting bad, yeah. like crazy. Oh yeah, which I work like up the street from the CDC. I want to say they're like from what I've seen, they seem like they're pretty secure. Like you're not just getting on there on their their property. So. I, I'm sure they only allow certain people in, but still, I'm sure they've had much more requests for like media attention. Oh yeah, in the last sure. few years than they've ever had. One hundred percent. I yeah, I imagine. I I don't know how long Fauci has been there, but I'm pretty sure nobody knew his name before. Oh yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I think I want. I don't know if he's been there for a while or not, but I had no idea who it was. So. But yeah, so I'm sh- I'm just sure that's not how they expected to get famous. They're 15 minutes of fame, but you know, there you go. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, to the best of us. So, but yeah. So some of the prevention methods for um, monkeypox specifically that the CDC is recommending is definitely safer sex. So talking to your partner about signs and symptoms, limiting sexual Mm -hmm. interactions if you can, team celibacy, washing any kind of bedding, (laughs) fetish gear, toys, hand washing, considering having sex with your clothes on to limit skin-to-skin contact, Hmm. gloves, Avoid kissing and or swapping spit condoms. So just don't do it. That's yeah. That's what I really got from the, the CDC in so many words. <laughs> got it. Okay. Especially the consider having sex with your clothes on. I thought that was interesting because like. Yeah, me too. Like how? Yeah. I mean, you can. Logistically, like, I mean, I guess, but like you're still touching at some point skin to skin. Yeah, that's what I say. I feel like honestly, by the time you get there, if you're gonna get monkeypox, you know, may as well finish. You already had it, in my you opinion. Like, girl, like, why keep the clothes on? Seriously, you, know? you already. I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Um, maybe but that's I just me. I I'm just like, if you really want to limit, first off, the only real limitation is just don't do it. That's number one. Just don't do it. Yeah, I think. But I, I can't think of any other. Ways to totally limit skin skin contact because yeah, no. even with clothes, you like your genitals are going to touch. Exactly, like that person is literally going to be either inside of you or going to be inside that person. Yeah, contact. but I mean, 
But that's still, yeah, I know. But then the outside portion, that's not. That's what I say. I don't, I don't know if they're thinking about this clearly. I think they probably had I'm to put that on there. Maybe. Really? I think what they're saying is limit sexual interactions. Don't just say yeah. that then. Yeah, and I think they mean that as in like, not that you can't have sex because like, you know, God forbid you say that people aren't going to stop doing that. You know, I was just thinking about that. Like, this is a man-dominated world. So, of course, yeah, they're not going to say that. They're not going to stop doing that. But I do think that, um, although that's a different topic for a different day because ladies, I think... <laughs> Oh God, let's not get her on this high horse. <laughs> let's not go on this side, but I'm just saying, I think if, not you, if you decide to just disengage, I'm, I don't think that's a bad thing. Anyways, that's another another conversation. But what I think, back, back to monkeypox, I think what they're trying to say is like, limit your sexual interactions with like, with basically hookups. Like, don't just be getting with anybody and you don't know if they have the disease or not. Like, if you, you know, obviously have a regular partner that you would, you know, ha- already have checked out basically, mm-hmm. which is like, that's, that's good sexual health anyways, is to like first yeah. off, have li- more limited partners as much as possible to try to limit the potential of an STD or something. Cause you're sure. not moving from person to person, but um, we, this is hookup culture. So <laughs> You know, it's wild to me because I'm like, I guess maybe I just don't know that many people or I don't I don't get out that much. But I'm like, people act like it's so hard to like disengage from hookup culture. And I'm like, I do it every day. So I don't I don't get it. But I guess I'm not. I'm not the standard, so you're not average. Sorry, kiddo. I'm on average. So very much. It's not hard for me to resist. Hacks. Well, <clears throat> actually, you know why it's not hard? Because nobody's that attracted to me. <laughs> that's not true. No, to me. That's why I said to me. I'm not saying to everybody. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's why you have your little life. admirer. I don't walk around the world trying to, like... It'd be, I guess it'd be different if I was interested in somebody. But I'm just, like, it's not hard because I'm, like... Not. Not. And, like, nobody has come to my space that I would be interested in. You know? True. Now, I learned, <laughs> uh, it's not saying people don't approach you often, because they will definitely approach you often, but, like, that doesn't mean you reciprocate, you know? hmm So, anyway, that's my two cents. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got any two cents you want to say? <laughs> I am pleading the fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, they do actually have CDC vaccinations for monkeypox. Um, or CDC approved vaccination. I don't know if they're like giving it to the public yet, but they do have vaccinations that are approved hmm. for the virus. So interesting. Yeah. Did I did not know that. I don't think the outbreak's on a scale wide enough to disseminate it the same way that C- that like COVID was. You know. Yeah, that's fair. So, because I I read some which I cannot things. take another vaccine. Like, let me breathe, CDC, please. It's just like vaccine, vaccine. This is the most vaccines I've taken since I've I've ever had. Born. Seriously. (laughs) No, that's actually not true. I've had, I had to get all my vaccines over again. So. That's right. You had to, you had to do that. I didn't have to. Yeah, that was freaking torture. Which I didn't have to get them over again, again. Why? Because for work. 
That's right. You work in the medical field. Don't remind me. Bro, the jobs I, I work in the med- I work in research, so it's like, do I really need all of this, guys? Well, but if you're gonna be around the disease, or you're gonna be around like, you know, I'm not gonna be around anybody. I literally like work in my department, and that's it. You I don't. I'm not even patient facing, so I don't have to be around patients. Oh, I'm sure that's a great position then. Oh yeah, you have to be around patients. I definitely do. Don't mind it. I to work with the public. Yeah, healthcare is exhausting, so I'm excited to be out of like the forefront. No, I feel that. Maybe I'll just keep doing research for the rest of your life. What do you think? I honestly think so. <laughs> Not going to cap. If I work like a corporate job, probably. Mm-hmm. You can keep working on grants and stuff. Exactly. It'd be fun. Or you Which is always like research studies, so. Or you could do the CDC or something at a certain point. Yeah, maybe. We'll see what the future holds. Hopefully the CDC doesn't hear this uh, episode. <laughs> At one time, they're like, "You're not eligible for hire. <laughs> you don't even support our mission, right?" Uh, Oops, my bad. Sorry, Fouch. Right, I like Fouch. Fouch is cool. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I just, the times I would see him like up on te- uh, like you know press conferences, especially but like during the Trump administration, he just looks so mm-hmm. like, oh my god, right? He'd be looking so shocked, like no <laughs> way. Realize that the world is like ending, and right, I like, stand on this podium and like smile as if nothing is happening, right? Like lie to these people, and, like the CDC is literally like on fire right now, <laughs> right? They're like, no, the CDC went through some. They were. Not very hot for a while, or especially. But I think it was just because like there was just a lack of education. Like they have to like do these experiments to figure out X, Y, and Z, and people don't. They expect you know like all these people to have immediate answers, and so that's one thing. That's just not how that field works. Like that's not how health works. You never you don't know until it becomes a problem or an issue. So you know you have to also be lenient with those people too because they genuinely do not know. There's like genuinely nothing they can do outside of research. Exactly. So they're in the same position as you, babes. I promise you. (laughs) If not worse, because now they have all this heat on them. So no, I feel that. And like the administration that they were previously under. Yeah, questionable, period. Yeah, questionable in general, but they had this sort of like, whatever, we don't need to pay attention to this. Yeah. And and they're like, no, this is a a massive issue. Like, this is a problem, you know? And the thing is, they had to do that without like alerting the public into hysteria. So could you imagine? Um, With, you know, your president, the one who you're supposed to be able to like coincide with on these matters, Mm -hmm. it was not that at all, so... Yeah. I know that was a rough patch for them. Oh, I know. They, have, for they sure. suddenly have, like, the hardest job in America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, you know, and then, like, you know, they're, like, crisis management, too, at the time. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much that was going on, I think, for them that they probably need an extra two weeks of vacation <laughs> this year. Oh, easily. Like, Honestly, like, a year off because dealing with that. And, like, it's, the thing is, COVID has not gone away. So, you know, it's like they're still dealing with this. There's a new strain every other day. Yeah. So they yeah. still don't have time off. I uh, I could only imagine that that's 
that had to be a very tough job. It probably went from like, you know, pretty even kill stuff to like 1000 in a matter mm-hmm. of weeks, you know, and I think Yeah, and that, just because of the like the public urge to know things, have answers, you yeah. had, you know, yeah, different political parties saying this, that, and the other, like, yeah. yeah. It was almost like they were being unsupported um, I mean, yeah. in the work that where they were doing. I can, um, mm, bro, I don't right? remember right. Fauci that I had any kind of anything near Fauci, but I can, I can imagine that he, it just felt like being a chicken with your head cut off running around. Like you're trying yeah. to do what you can and nobody's helping you. That's how, that's exactly. how other job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right. And especially like with a, a situation like that, like that would be the time to, to listen to him, take him seriously. Like he knows more than, than the, the person who was leading the, the way, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> it's just yeah. like, ugh. and people believed that individual, unfortunately. So yeah. hopefully and he gets sentenced. They, they made it. Yeah. Because they made it a freaking like political thing. That is actually not. And I, I mean, I'm going to blame our school systems too, because nobody has any concept of public health until, Facts. until something like it's a pandemic late. happens. Like yeah. you have per individual health and sort of like nutrition, maybe a little bit with it. That's mm-hmm. not fully taught either. And then you have biology or whatever. So you can understand some basics of how this might happen. But I mean, the idea of like large scale groups of people being affected by a singular disease that oh, yeah, you don't teach that ever taught ever mm-hmm. um yeah. and you go into something very specific like Caitlin went into with public health or yeah. take maybe in a like a sociology class maybe or something but even like then that. you don't take it you do more of like the social scale in sociology yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say even then you just have to like educate yourself so they they were really starting from ground zero I felt like with just public Facts. education and getting mm-hmm. out there um, and all I that. I think also too, it like showed the public's uh, level of ignorance and the willingness to be ignorant was an all time high. And all time, yeah, all time high. I get that, and it was just, it's just, it was like, it was honestly disgusting. I I know from the little I was in, just the way people would were just totally dismissive of um. Like COVID did not exist, but you're getting sick with COVID every week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never know, understood I, it. I remember I went, I don't know if I told this story on here, but I went, they had just declared a national emergency. And this, I had only been at this place for like a month or two, but they had just, the Trump administration had declared a national emergency. Okay. So they took it seriously enough to call a national emergency. <laughs> so this is an issue. And mind you, I'm in an office full of people who are your stereotypical Trump supporters. Like that is who, that's who they are. Okay. Through and through. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm getting all the news coming in and, you know, I would normally, I don't pay attention to diseases and stuff like that. Cause like not my vibe, not my thing, but it was becoming in the news cycle every day. And these cases are rising and I was like, hold on now. And so I go to my boss and be like, so, you know, is there a company protocol for what's going to happen given, you know, the pandemic, a legitimate concern, <laughs> right? And like the boss goes like, I'm not concerned about a pandemic. I mean, it's not even real. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Like, and I was like, how do you think that makes... I had just started this company. I'm like, what do you think that makes somebody feel? And they're like, oh, well, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Like, I don't give. And I don't know why you care kind of thing. And I'm like, 
that that then and there that's when I really stopped like interacting with that person but like I was just like the way they're just being so totally dismissive of it as if they didn't just call a national emergency for a disease and then people in the office started cropping up with the with uh COVID and all of that stuff so I was like you know this is real and you like like are we not going to take any sort of like personal steps to try to you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're just very dismissive of the whole thing. And then dismissive of me on top of that, like basically the way they made it, he made it feel to me is this, like, I shouldn't have been asking that in the first place. Like it was wrong of me to even ask a question about what the proper protocol was. And forward. when your health is at risk, like what the heck? When I'm coming to this office every day and my health service, but so is everybody else's. And I just want to know what was the plan was there something that, you know, and I wasn't even trying to ask to go home. I was like, what's the plan just even in the office? And which is a legitimate. Right. <laughs> and they were just like, you should basically, you shouldn't even have anything to say about it. Like that lets you know what the culture was if you needed to know. But like, yeah, I remember that. And just being like, okay, not it for me, <laughs> you know. It's a but no. Yeah. And like a couple of weeks later, they brought in a nurse. I think it was because I actually brought up that concern, but they like brought in a nurse to like every week or whatever to like check people out to like see if I guess. Once a week. Like, you can get COVID any day of the week. Exactly. Like showing signs or symptoms. And they did that for a couple couple weeks. And I guess it was just like to attempt to be appeasing to either me or anybody who might be concerned. But they never directly addressed it with anybody. They just like brought in the nurse. were like, oh, like they had this like roundabout conversation. Be like, oh, do you guys want to have a nurse? Like didn't address it with me or any or anybody directly, you know. And I was like, I mean, I guess I can go to the nurse. It's not that I have a problem getting checked out by the nurse, but that doesn't stop the spread. You know, right. like that's not taking steps to stop the spread. That's like, and it was literally, I mean, COVID is airborne. So it's like, you have no idea exactly. who you're coming in contact with. And the, you know, and the pandemic went on for a year and a half and they stopped having the nerves after like a month or two. So I was like, this is going to continue. You know, nobody was wearing masks, crazy. washing their hands regularly, you know, Try to stay away from, I just like boarded myself in my cubicle and try to stay away from them as much as possible, mainly because they're also just a-holes. So I didn't want to be around them, but dang sure because they sneeze and like touch stuff, you know. <laughs> so I was like, like <laughs> just stay away from them all in all, you know. But that's crazy. Yeah, I that's that's my pandemic story. I'm and not I, surprised I, actually, I genuinely, yeah, at that time, because I'm, you know, I was staying with our mother who actually does have a chronic illness. Um, our mother's diabetic, or like, I guess mom's like half diabetic. I don't know what to call her right now. She's but, diabetic. Uh, she has been diagnosed, but she also has um she also has um psoriasis. So Yeah, she has psoriasis and she um she's on yeah. medicine that basically suppress her immune system and whatnot for her psoriasis. So it was a little bit of a not even a little bit, it was a concern to have um Courtney just, you know, out and exposed and to different exposed to people things. who like weren't taking it seriously and weren't yeah. going to, you know, because it's not just them and their families, you know, it's like is everybody has 
somebody in their life and you're just not taking that into concern. And you're not even concerned about people who like have the possibility that someone else might have somebody at home, you know? And I always found it ironic because I was, they were the one, they were people, the type of people to stand outside chain smoking cigarettes in their 50s, 40s and 50s. So we're asking like, for COVID then. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, if it, if COVID comes up in here, is y'all going out first? Y'all need to be the first ones with the masks on, okay? Well, like, those I cancer sticks are no joke. <laughs> What'd you say? Those cancer sticks are no joke. Leave those alone, people. I'm like, y'all sitting out here chain smoking every day, talking about COVID doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the main one with COVID. Exactly. So, That's but what I, guess, I know. I feel like they're probably, I mean, they've been chain smoking for how many years? So I guess they don't care whether they live or buy. I don't know. <laughs> They probably do. I mean, by the time you chain smoke, you fifty something years old, you still chain smoking. There's a good chance. Yeah, that always beats you me. Less, you have less interest in living a long time, you know. I mean, I would think, but you be but, the main. They be the main ones in the hospital. I don't want to die. Like okay, exactly, yeah. But go back home and do the same thing they did before. I just, I think honestly, that just showed me that was like. First off, it was a toxic environment, but it's also a toxic masculine environment where I, I just think they see like any disease or any of that as like weakness or showing signs of weakness somehow uh-huh. or taking something seriously. And so they like, they they just felt like, well, we don't need to pay attention to that. What do they know? Hardy, hard, hard, hard. Like that's how they As work. if you know something different. As, like yeah. what? Yeah. Like as if you know anything more. You so I check. You are not the no. di- di- director of the CDC. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christ. it was. It was that type of environment, and again, that was the first time I'd ever been in any kind of environment like that. So I was just very. I was like reverse culture shock. I don't. I'm. I'm really not even gonna lie. <laughs> it was just reverse. <laughs> it was culture shock for me because normally people get culture shock when they like elevate into like higher statuses or whatever. I was a little, I was culture shock going into like lower lowbrow statuses or like just more lowbrow environments where people just don't care. And I was like, this is the gutter. Quite literally the gutter. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm glad your jobs took it yeah. seriously though. Enough to at least make y'all wear masks. Oh yeah, no, mine did. Yeah, we had to wear masks. Um and we had to get our temperature taken every day. They had a they had a nurse on staff at one point, then they um eventually switched over to these little like automated machines but you had to check your temperature before you came on site every single time mm-hmm. so uh, what else did they have you couldn't um you couldn't go into buildings without a mask so I worked on the construction side at the time and you had to if you're going inside any building you had to have you know everything on what else they also limited uh, the amount of people on site so like a lot of people were like you had to go home or like if you were not doing something on site immediately you were not allowed on site mm-hmm. what else um you had to get covid tested so say you got covid um say you had covid you had to get covid tested before you could come on site which i think that's normal they also had people like covid people <clears throat> come out and um test a couple days a week so it was like like a monday wednesday friday kind of thing um, what else? All the workers, the construction workers had to get their temperature taken, be- taken before they could go on site as well. Um, you had to, re- if you had COVID, you had to report it. They also had COVID pay, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What else? Wow. They also had like, huh? Wow. Yeah, I used to get like an additional like two hundred dollars a week. Um, we didn't even get hazard COVID pay. pay office that entire yeah. time, the entire pandemic, basically all of twenty twenty. And twenty and a little. I bit mean, of- I think that's the difference between working for like a company that I was working for, because they mm-hmm. take those things very seriously. Um, there's a lot of like, especially at that particular er- place, there was a lot of stuff that could not go without twenty four supervision, or it would be like shut down kind of thing. And so there always had to be somebody on 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 site. Um, and so it, I mean, it was just a lot of stuff you that that had to be protected at all costs in order to keep the internet running, essentially. So. <sighs> can't relate I know <laughs> that job was just I don't I don't they just I don't know it was it was the culture but it was also just the way they ostracized people who didn't you know submit to their culture you know True. and mm-hmm. the way they like with the pandemic they just dismissed people and dismissed things that were going on and I'm like what 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 do you gain from this? What it, like no, you're not winning. <laughs> you're not winning. Gain you're not, ignorance. That's you're it. Not, yeah, you're not making anybody stay at the company longer. You're not making people invested. Nobody likes anybody in this space. Like everybody's just sort of out for themselves. Like what what do you gain? You know, and like all all I could think to do in that in that company space is just to protect myself and just remove myself from the culture. Because I, I knew it would just was not me and I could not, uh, I couldn't, I really couldn't stomach it, but I couldn't, I couldn't succumb to it either. You know, like, yeah, I did not want that changing me and I'm so glad it's off me anyways. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Knew you. <laughs> Seriously, like, oh, y'all, y'all got a toxic job. Get out of there. That's all I'm going to say. Seriously. I feel but, that. I got out of mine in six months. Well, less than six months, so. Yeah. There you go. The quicker, the better. I stayed for a long time. No, I was there for six weeks. I knew on the second day that I went back, I was like, this is not for me. And I started looking, so. (laughs) You gotta. There, gotta be proactive. You gotta know. You gotta really know. And pay attention to your feelings. Like, do you walk in here and feel like crap? Or do you actually really like the vibe, the energy, you know? Facts. So, yeah. But yeah. So, a couple of more like World Health Organization facts about uh, monkeypox is um, they actually consider this less severe than smallpox was. Um, and really? I think smallpox has been pretty much eradicated. Pretty much, yeah. I would imagine. I think um, the vaccine uses the same antiviral agents as the smallpox vaccine. So that's how similarly linked mm-hmm. they actually are. So, I think I think a vaccine for monkeypox will probably come out pretty soon since they already have that smallpox. You already have one. You said it earlier. Yeah, yeah, they do have it. I just don't think it's been as widely distributed. Um, yeah, and I think it's like if you have monkeypox, then you get it. Yeah, and something I thought was interesting that the World Health Organization um, put out, and it's probably more trustworthy because the World Health is really looking at the entire globe versus the CDC, which is America, the U.S. Mm-hmm. focus. Um, but they said this mostly began through international travel. And for some reason, to me, this was just giving me sex tourism. <laughs> like, you know how, mm-hmm. like, old, you know how, like, older folks 
older wealthy people will like go to these like underdeveloped countries and like yeah. basically for sex tourism either like for males or or for girls um and they'll like kind of go and have these like affairs or whatever with people yeah i can see that quality. so i think when they were saying like international travel it could definitely obviously be like skin to skin contact but i just see it being i see it being sex tourism related for some reason <laughs> Maybe the CDC is really, onto something we don't know. Maybe. Because you definitely heard about, like, the older white guys who go to Thailand, like, habitually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's that. other countries, too. So Yeah, there's other countries, too, that, like... There's, like, a long list. To. Yeah, and there's, like, it's historically noted because those countries have lower ages of consent. So, like, girls could be 14, 15. Mm-hmm. These, like, old dudes, which is sick. But, um... But yeah, I that was just when they were saying international travel, I was getting sex tourism for some reason. Um, wow, interesting. In my mind, that's what it was going to. Maybe because that was in combination with what the CDC is saying. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, what do you think about that, or do you think it's just regular, you know, business travel, or you know, just travel? No, I can see that. I could see that because you were in close proximity with said person, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so that would be one of the easiest way to do it, especially if you're doing like participating in illicit activities. And especially the girls that they use are being pumped with God knows what a lot of the times mm-hmm. um, are not coherent, like are not aware of a lot of things, you know, drugged. And so that's highly possible now. So and people, yeah. I mean, men do some some weird, some weird things. So, yeah. And not just men, like women also do sex tourism too. Oh, yeah. I just think for sure. I think we know more about like like older men going to countries like like Thailand or something like that, where they mm-hmm. do have where they have historically been known to like get young girls because it's yeah. more acceptable then, you know, and they're treated treated like royalty, unlike in the West where women have standards yeah. anyway I'm gonna say, nobody cares <laughs> it's, it's like it's because like they they're the t- they're usually the type of men who don't have access to women in the west because of the way they behave their outlook on life you know all these like standards that they just want relaxed you know which Weird. is gross but um so yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. And then obviously, like I was saying, just that plain old skin to skin contact, going out partying or, you know, nightclubbing, whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff can definitely come up. Um moral of the story, we're long sleeves at all times. Yeah. Even if it's 110 outside. Exactly. You get it. Seriously. Um no, I mean I think in but it do to protect yourself. That could be a possible. See, the CDC could have used that as a solution. Wear a long sleeve. Yeah, that could have very well been a solution too. Instead of targeting freaking the gays. Yeah. I agree. Well, they did say sexual intercourse with clothes on. Again, Come to- on. Like, there's no f- possible way. Like, you're literally that person's. Do I need to explain an anatomy class at a CDC then? Because, like, come on. We Apparently, just, we're not understanding. What if we, like, bomb rush the CDC and we're like, all right, we're here to give a lecture. <laughs> yeah, Everybody to the back. <laughs> you too, Fouch. Let's go, bud. I would be 
girling. Hey, Pouch, how are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. He's a whole celebrity out here these days. They could do like small like cohorts or groups from different people with different ages because it could help them understand what, you know, age groups are actually doing out there in the wild and, you know, (laughs) the field. (laughs) Honestly, though, that's not a bad idea. I think also having like a board of like different ages or something like that Mm -hmm. where you have representatives from different, you know, age groups. To also better educate too, because yeah, because I I know he doesn't know what twenty five year olds are doing. I know he doesn't. I'm sure, he's not aware. He hasn't been twenty five for a very long time. Exactly. And not saying that tw- all twenty five year olds are like out partying. Actually, because of the pandemic, a lot of people aren't. But yeah. um, like I don't know if they really understand like house culture, house uh party culture, or like mm-hmm. kickback culture, kind of that, or like even yeah. like. Out in LA, a lot of people go to pop-ups and stuff or like like block parties. I don't know if they mm-hmm. really understand what really happens there, you know? Yeah. Unless they got Snapchat. Well, not Snapchat, sorry, TikTok. <laughs> I was like, Snapchat. Not Snapchat. Girl, TikTok. I'm really trying to age these folks. Who even gets on Snapchat anymore? I don't even know. I actually get on Snapchat every now and again. Oh, you do? Yeah, but it's like just to check and see because like my friends will post on there every now and again snapchat gives me that. vibes no that's hookup culture for sure that's how I, that's hookup culture. snapchat yeah i remember the first time i got introduced to snapchat i was like what the heck i'm always Seriously. very skeptical of new social media sites until after it's like well into it's like known yeah yeah agreed but now i'm on tiktok every day like tiktok actually is where i get all my information from <laughs> Which is not reliable. Oh God, I think it's reliable, but like, wait. Do you get on TikTok? Do you have TikTok? Yeah. You oh yeah, TikTok. no, I have TikTok, and there's a lot of stuff I get from there. But I do have to like remind myself, okay, Lynn, this not everything is reliable. You can't trust everybody. Everybody, yeah. if you leave with a TikTok, everybody is a physician. Everybody is an epidemiologist. Everybody is something that they are not, like so. or a therapist or something. Yeah, exactly. So, or a spiritual have- war- warfare leader. <laughs> <laughs> they like tarot cards <laughs> yes like, oh. like this week something amazing is gonna happen to you and like i really i'd be like oh my god stop i'd be like look here, here we go oh, again I'd be like hold on now because <laughs> i do need a miracle <laughs> right scroll back like hold on let me listen to that sound we add it to a video <laughs> just in case <laughs> seriously record yeah. a video you're never gonna post yep right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that monkeypox has been declared a state of emergency, what precautions we should be taking or just what that means? Because I when they first declared a state of emergency, I was a little bit afraid because I was like, oh God, not another, you know, pandemic. This is never gonna end. It's taking all my twenties, right? But mm-hmm. the reason I found out, I did a little digging and I found out that basically the main reason why they um declared a state of emergency is like for funding reasons because once you're able to mm-hmm. declare an emergency through the department of health and human services you get more funding that they need to protect the public from a more widespread outbreak so Got um, it. Okay. they're calling basically it's like protocol like you call it an emergency then they can route mm-hmm. different monies to different things which anybody who's ever worked grants or worked even like um being like a treasurer or any of that wording is key in those situations when you call some things 
you know, the official name, then then it unlocks the uh, the funding. I'm sure that's what was probably recommended to the Biden administration. And they were like, OK, let's just go ahead and call it an emergency, even though I think there's only been like eight or nine thousand cases in the U.S., which is small cookies in comparison to covid. So I think that's why they called it that. And so that's a good thing to know, because a lot of people, I think they just hear emergency and they're like panicking, like, go get the toilet paper. Right. But um, (laughs) are you that person? (laughs) No, Mm, I was not. No, but I do remember when like toilet paper, I was like going to Target, you know, in Lexington and there just was no toilet paper, like no sanitation supplies, you know, and I was like. You know, I was still staying with mom at the time, so I was really trying to, like, get some stuff to just make sure I was staying as safe as possible around mom. And I just couldn't find stuff. Like, I had to, like, do some serious digging to get, like, even masks and stuff at the very beginning. Really? Bro, I literally bought my first box of masks the other day, like, two days ago. Really? I never had to buy them. Like, I was always supplied them. Wow. Yeah, and even, like, toilet paper and tissue, I just started buying those. No, I had to buy masks. I had to buy toilet paper. Well, no, I had to buy toilet paper no. mom's house. That was supplied in my rent money. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Can't relate. Yeah, I had to buy, like, I bought sanitation supplies and stuff just to try to, mm. you know. Help out. Got it. Help out. And because I wanted to, I try to keep, like, the upstairs area as, like, clean as possible. Because mom didn't go up there. So I tried to keep it clean for myself. So I would buy all the cleaning supplies or whatever, uh-huh. you know. And then, I mean, if I needed something, I would go jack it for mom, but. Wow. I, I, didn't awesome, mom. <laughs> I try not to do it too much. But yeah, my, every, every mask I had, I bought. Every, like. I never had to buy one. Yeah. Our job didn't even supply us with masks. They put a, a sign of gotta wear a mask <laughs> on the door. Nobody put on a mask and they did not supply us with masks. And they bought one big tub of uh, hand sanitizer and brought it wow. and said we're supposed to separate six feet away from each other but they never moved anybody nobody ever moved desks that was the COVID plan Whew, that's and funny. one of the people like one of the guys like who was sitting beside me went home um, for like a month or a couple months which for I COVID? was yeah or I don't think he was actually sick with COVID but I think like this person's like spouse. <coughs> I'm sorry, sorry for that. Um, wanted to wanted them to stay home because of the pandemic. Mm. This was also the person who was creeping on me, <laughs> so I didn't realize that until the person had come back after the pandemic that this person was creepy. Um, this job was just traumatic, huh? and um, which is wild to me because you went home because of your spouse and you come back to creep on the person sitting next to you at your office. <laughs> what a skis ball. Anyways. <laughs> so then you don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. Onto better things. Onto better things. But yeah, that was how that was their response to COVID, um, which wasn't a response. And I had to buy all my my stuff from Target or um because, you know, they started to put these, like, the cute little mask or whatever. And I was like, well, may as well make it fashion, you know? Oh, God. So, <laughs> that was the least of my concern. So, like, would get them from Target. Or, like, you know, when they actually started resupplying with, like, you know, toilet paper and all that stuff, then I would go get it. But I was solely responsible for, you know, my COVID protection. 
myself. Dang. Yeah. I wish I'd had a job that, you know, handed out masks and stuff, but. Facts. It definitely helped with like, as far as like expenses and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it was not that. We didn't even wear a mask when the nurse showed up. Wow. What did she do? Pretend. She would just take it. I mean, she was being paid like hourly. So I don't know if she really cared. It was like, I mean, the money. Mm. So she would wear a mask and she would would come in with scrubs and every like, you know, like a standard nurse would protecting herself. Mm -hmm. But no, she came to her office and nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody was like, the vaccine hadn't dropped yet. So it wasn't that nobody was social distancing. So I'm sure for her, she was like, I mean, if COVID's going to exist, it's going to come here or like, because <laughs> you're not taking any kind of precautions, like from, you know, from a nurse on the outside looking in and walking into it, you're like, well, let me pull my mask up since nobody else is wearing right. one. You know? Seriously. And the, some of the people were like traveling technicians. So they would travel to other places in the U.S. And you don't know where they're oh, contacting wow. there. And they come back, sit in the office with us. And then... And after they've been on planes and trains and automobiles or whatever, and been in somebody else's shop, stayed in hotels, like done all, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like actually traveling around still in the height of the pandemic and then coming back, sitting in the office for a couple weeks, exposing us. And we go to our That's family crazy. every day. And it was just no, I'm like, you know, the travel schedule, these people, you schedule their travel and you just don't, they just did not care. <laughs> they just did not care. And that was wild to me. Yeah. Well, you worked in the backwoods of no man's land. So yeah. For a, a tool company. So I know, I know that wasn't the most like progressive company I could have worked at. And I'm expecting a lot from like, it's like expecting a two year old to do algebra. I get that. Like I was not at the CDC where they should have been following every va- every guideline. I get that. <laughs> but like some sort of initiative would have been nice. Appreciated for sure. Yeah. You know, my job probably took it like very serious. And they so, should have. It was spreading like a wildfire. And you were in South, were you in South Carolina at the time? Yeah, I was in, uh, in Charleston. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't like South Carolina didn't have cases. Like, thousands of cases were popping up, on, like, daily. Yeah. At that point. So, it wasn't that there weren't cases. People also just chose... Which, not. South Carolina didn't even shut down. So, it was like, what? No, they didn't. They really didn't. Just, I mean... Like, nothing ever happened. <laughs> I think the, night, the most that they did was... A couple of days, like a week or so? Yeah. Like, they require mass mandates in, inside, like, all public buildings for a while. And they eventually... Mm-hmm lifted that yeah they like shut down for like a week because i remember i was working at our furniture store then Mm -hmm. um but that was that was it yeah and then they got right back to like to doing things as usual Mm -hmm. trying to that's why when i came to the west coast and i realized they were still like just getting started in 2022 when i first arrived in the west coast I was like, we've been going, life has been <laughs> continuing on the East Coast and the South anyways for the last year and a half. So I was like stepping back into the pandemic when I came out here. Facts. Pretty much. The funny thing is, because like before I got the job at this last job where like majority of the COVID stuff was like actually happening, mm-hmm. I worked at a dentist office before and they took less precaution than the tech company that I was working for. 
That's crazy. So yeah, the dentist, she didn't really didn't care. She was like, as long as we're making the money for her, you know, she yeah. that's all she cared about. And that's the thing too. I've I've noticed the smaller company, like or the more independent companies, because the dentist office was an independent company basically. Yeah, yeah. And same thing with the company I was working at. They um they're like owned by one family essentially. I think mm-hmm. the smaller companies just did not maybe they didn't have the resources to really fully do it the same way that like yeah a bigger company would but I don't, I don't apply for the PPP loan <laughs> like what yeah I guess not because the um actually you know what now that you're mentioning it the big company I did recently just do that job with for mm-hmm. they took that way more seriously took the pandemic way more seriously um, yeah I bet and this was a a big company that definitely had the resources to put into precautions. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a resource thing. I, mm-hmm. I think some of it was just laziness too. I, I, I genuinely think, I think wearing a mask is the least you could do. That's, that yes. doesn't cost you as much, nearly as much money as, you know, testing every day and getting things shipped off to, or paying people to come do tests and all that stuff like that. That does cost money, but a mm-hmm. mask requiring people to wear a mask and distance, that's free. Pretty much. That's the least you could do. That's the very least you could do. So, but anyway, um, anything else you want to talk about as far as it relates to monkeypox? Anything else you noted? Anything else you think would be interesting to bring up? Not really. I mean, there's like, there's just a lot of, um, information that's lacking with monkeypox. I will say just like, take care of yourself. You know, stay in tune with your bodies and stuff like that. Definitely just take all precautions that you can take um, and, like, try to stay up on these things because they're forever changing. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening in on the monkeypox episode. Yeah, we're not sh- Obviously, like we said, nobody's really sure where, like, the disease or the outbreak. I don't, wanna, I don't even think it's really considered a pandemic or an epidemic yet. But, no, um, so. but the outbreak is probably the best word. Um, we're not sure where it's going, but we definitely want to stay up on it, continue to monitor the situation as the CDC is monitoring the situation and the World Health Organization and so many other organizations are monitoring the situation. Um, yeah, so just definitely stay safe. We try to give some signs and symptoms um, and we hope you guys will either, you know, choose to abide by that by that or um do research on your own and figure out like what would work best for you to stay safe mm-hmm. um monkeypox uh with monkeypox going around as well as with um covid still very mm-hmm. much yeah. you want to stay safe with that too so yeah thank you guys for listening hope you enjoyed our talk and we hope you join us in the next keiko talks Bye, guys. Bye.